Welcome to Minding Health, a podcast project by the Mental Health Advocates. We are a medical student initiative at the University of Alberta. Hey everyone, welcome back to Minding Health. I'm your host, Lucy. And I'm your other host, Kathleen. For any first-time listeners out there, this is a student-led podcast project created by the Mental Health Advocates at the University of Alberta Medical School. We're a student initiative that provides a variety of seminars, workshops, and wellness nights for students here. We created this podcast to establish a story sharing platform. So this way, students, faculties can have a way to share their stories on medical school, wellness, and mental health. So today we're interviewing Howie from the class of 2020. Um, So welcome to the podcast, Howie. Thanks for having me here. So do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. So uh, like you mentioned already, um, I... uh, I'm a member of the class of 2020. I actually just finished second year today with our comprehensive exam, so very excited about that. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like um, this past uh, year, or I guess these past two years um, in uh, medical school, um, I've been involved in um, a few activities, um, one of them being um, the Government Affairs and Advocacy Committee, um, which I guess we're going to talk more about today. Uh, but I've also been involved in the Family Medicine uh, Interest Group. And um, so those are kind of things I did um, outside of my time here at medical school. Um, in medical school, it's, I still have no idea what I want to do in terms of <laughs> specialty in the future, so uh, I can't, won't speak too much on that. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, like yet. a lot of us, so yeah. don't worry. <laughs> exactly. De- defer until clerkship. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just kind of uh, before I came into medical school, um, I did my undergrad um, in biochemistry at McGill University. Um, so uh, I did four years there in Montreal. I'm originally from Calgary, and uh, now I'm back here in Alberta in a different city in Edmonton. Um, so it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, one, one thing um, I love about Edmonton is the River Valley, so I will run uh, quite frequently. It, it's a really good way to de-stress uh, from, you know, just day-to-day <laughs> life in, in medicine. So uh, I, I really appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I have uh, family that uh, are still back in Calgary, so I'll visit them um, quite often, actually. Um, you know, I try to go at least once a month, um, and now it's only, you know, a Greyhound trip, whereas before in Montreal is like yeah. plane mm-hmm. riders, usually quite expensive. So I appreciate now the shorter distance. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Uh, can you tell us more about the GAG? Where are you know, Working on what is GAC exactly? Yeah, so um, like I said, it stands for the Government um, Affairs and Advocacy Committee. Mm-hmm. And so the GAC here at the U of A um, is one of the many different um, GACs at each of the uh, 17 medical schools in uh, Canada. And um, each medical school has a GAC because the Canadian Federation of Medical Students has a national um, government affairs and advocacy committee that's run by their VP government affairs. And um, the, the reason we all, all medical schools have um, these sorts of committees um, is to get students involved in um, being advocates for improvements in the healthcare system. Um, so that could include things like improving um, public health or um, even getting involved uh, in terms of improving health services, which might include uh, better ways of making medical school better for students um, or for, you know, um, 
uh, for future students in terms of admissions, uh, those sorts of things. Anything that involves discussions with uh, governments or governmental organizations. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the mandate that's been set for all of the different GACs at, uh, at the different medical schools. What each individual GAC does is kind of up to them. Um, so um, really for, for the U of A, um, uh, traditionally, most of our work has been focused on um, this uh, big annual event that we have, usually around November, December, um, called Political Action Day. And that's where medical students um, from all four years um, go to the legislature um, here in Edmonton and talk with MLAs um, about an issue that's uh, been identified to be of high importance um, that year. Um, and so previous issues have included, for example, mental health services in primary care, um, admissions for underrepresented communities, um, even things like tanning beds uh, and banning the use of tanning beds for minors. Uh, and that was actually something that the government responded with later with legislation to actually do that. So we are seeing real responses to our advocacy work, but primarily it's about um, um, getting medical students involved um, in work outside of uh, the medical school um, and also uh, promoting sort of future involvement um, for them in, uh, in, their, in their future careers in advocacy work. Okay. It's such a great opportunity to be able to get involved too, just because I think a lot of us come from a background of, like some might have more involvement in political work before and others less. And uh, for someone like me, uh, this year was an introduction uh, of getting involved uh, in GAC as a, as a volunteer. And uh, so I know that uh, we decided to choose a topic this year. So could you tell our listeners a bit about what topic did we yeah. choose this year as well as kind of the rationale behind it? For sure. So um, this year's topic um, really uh, revolved around um, this um, upcoming issue of um, cannabis legalization. Um, and uh, the primary reason why that was chosen um, was because it has a lot to do, as you might imagine, um, with health, um, particularly with things like public health and risk factor um, uh, for diseases. Um, and so one of the, um, the things that happened was we had um, someone from the School of Public Health actually who approached um, our medical students um, association um, and he was more involved in sort of tobacco reduction efforts um, in the past but um, he actually um, expressed some concern about cannabis legalization and how um, it's kind of being rushed in terms of um, how fast um, the, the bill was written in, in by the federal government and um, sort of in terms of consultations how fast everything was done and now um, they were saying that you know it was going to be this summer the summer of 2018 that uh, cannabis uh, was going to be legalized now it's been pushed back a bit but still it's quite a fast timeline uh, for something uh, you know a once prohibited substance to now be uh, taken into the legal market and just like you know with things like smoking there are health effects of cannabis use that have been seen in the past from research but also from anecdotal um, evidence and the thing is, uh, because cannabis has been a prohibited substance for so long, there isn't a lot of data on what mm -hmm. the health effects are. But a lot of um, data that is out there suggests that there are 
um, negative health effects of cannabis use, along with what some people uh, say are positive effects of cannabis use as well. So it's, it's really unclear, but certainly a lot of medical organizations like the Canadian Medical Association um, have um, come out um, um, against, uh, uh, for example, um, making cannabis legal for people under the age of, uh, you know, 21, uh, because one of the effects of cannabis has been described to be um, impacts on brain development mm-hmm. um, up until the age of 25, um, and and that certainly is a huge issue. Um, if it's sort of cannabis is legalized isn't uh, in an unregulated way, and then when you also look at the data. Um, it suggests that the, the greatest users of cannabis uh, right now with kind of the, um, the illegal market, I guess, or the black market, um, is uh, our youth. And, and so those are people kind of from the 18 to 25 age range. Um, yet, like I just said, they're the people who are, have, are going through brain development and are very vulnerable to the effects, potential effects, like we don't really know yet, but like um, the effects of, of cannabis. And so we kind of connected those two together in our topic this year in that we, we wanted to mitigate the effects on this age range, but we also recognize that one of the other issues for, for these um, this age range um, is mental health uh, and mental health and addictions. Um, and um, we recognize that there's been a lot of sort of um, disparity in, in terms of uh, services and supports for these people. Uh, and one thing that was suggested to us actually by this representative from the School of Public Health was connecting um, the revenue that would be collected from town, uh, cannabis taxation and uh, um, directing that towards youth mental health and addictions programs. And we thought that was very appropriate for this year's topic. It's, it's It certainly is a bold topic, but uh, we felt it was appropriate and that's what we ended up going with. And I think we all learned a lot from the experience as well. So, uh, so that was um, that was a very thorough um, explanation of kind of the rationale behind the uh, and the research that kind of motivated us to pick this. Um, how, however, uh, is there anything you've learned from uh, leading the committee in general, uh, the advocacy effort, including political action day? Absolutely. Um, if I could redo this whole process again, I think there would be many things I would redo and do better. Um, one of them for sure is I, I don't think this year we did um, as much consultation, um, like especially with communities um, or community organizations that uh, we should have done. Um, I think that was something because we had quite a tight timeline um, to follow in terms of getting everything um, done right uh, and also we are working with the University of Calgary and they have a very different um, curriculum in terms of three years rather than four years. Um, and that was something we had to kind of align between us both. But uh, just kind of for ourselves, I, I think we really, um, if I could look back, I, I think we should have really talked with communities and gotten them on board with our message and, and seen what they would have had in terms of how could we change our message so that it would apply to them, it would have the greatest impact on them, um, it'd be respectful of their um, concerns and their values. 
Um, and so that's something that um, I think we should have done um, in the future, but also recognizing that we were working as well with a tight timeline. And the other thing I, I also learned was that definitely having more manpower on board mm -hmm. never hurts. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it feels like the committee can only be run by, you know, a few people because medical school is busy and other students are busy and they're working on other things. Um, and so finding a way of getting more um, students involved in the committee and in the work of the committee would certainly be beneficial for the future. Definitely. Increasing manpower is always important uh, for research or for any advocacy work. So what type of responses did you receive uh, about your advocacy effort from the public and also from other stakeholders? For sure. Um, so as you ima might imagine, like the whole issue of cannabis legalization is quite... Um, I guess controversial um, because um, there's many different opinions. Uh, like I said already, the Canadian Medical Association um, came out sort of with a hard, a, a hard line stance, I guess, um, um, on legalization. They are more uh, prohibitive than others, even the federal government was. Um, and then uh, just kind of after our political action day, we also had the Alberta College of Family Physicians that came out with evidence-based recommendations against um, even medical uh, cannabis, not just recreational cannabis. So it, it seems like the medical community has certainly taken a very um, cautious approach to cannabis legalization. Um, so in terms of from people inside the medical community, their response was generally positive. Um, they, they kind of, uh, I had some emails after were saying, you know, oh yeah, you know, nice work out there, like getting the message out. Um, you know, like I saw you on TV, that, that sort of thing. Um, there, it, it definitely seemed like it was something that not a lot of people had knowledge about yet. So um, I didn't really get that many responses in terms of like, oh yeah, this is definitely showing that the harms are this and like we appreciate you like showing the harms. It was more about being an advocate uh, and the positive um, effects of being an advocate that uh, we I kind of received those positive responses about. Um, I did receive one more prominent, I guess, negative response from um, the medical community. And that was kind of from, um, I guess, um, a surgeon who uh, um, who <laughs> kind of, I guess, emailed uh, the MSA later on um, and um, was a bit more, um, I guess he challenged me a bit more in terms of like our, our evidence base, in terms of what we had um, said on the interviews on TV and also uh, proposed to the government uh, in terms of the harms of cannabis, um, that relating to kind of mental health um, and, um, you know, I, I in the end, um, uh, followed up on his email by, by presenting him the evidence where we had gotten our evidence from. And, um, and in the end, we, it, it kind of resolved itself. Uh, mm -hmm. We both kind of agreed that, yeah, the, the evidence, like it seems to show this, but it's unclear uh, from both ends. Like there, there's no clear data on the positive effects, but there's no clear data on the negative effects yet either. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's where things are at. Um, like I said, we didn't do as much community consul consultation as I would have liked. So not as much response from the public or the communities as I would have liked on this issue. Mm -hmm. um, I think in general, though, we, we definitely got more media attention than I would have imagined. So that mm -hmm. I certainly think we got the word out and, um, you know, definitely built some momentum during that period of time. Um, but yeah, like I, I think from from students who participated in the day 
itself and from students here at our medical school. I think the general response was, you know, they were very um, excited to see that, uh, you know, you know, students could even go out there to the legislature and do something like this. Um, and they, you know, they're very glad to leave the medical school for once <laughs> um, and do something like this. And like I mentioned, sort of the more constructive feedback is about kind of streamlining things to make it easier for students to participate um, and helping them um, participate rec uh, while recognizing their, their heavy workload as students as well. So th those are things we're working on. But uh, overall, I think um, we received a very good response, and I think it will also help us guide us in the future as we look towards um, future work next year and in the years beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very wonderful to hear. Uh, and we can't wait to see what next year brings us. Um, so you mentioned uh, the topic of student advocacy and especially presenting students with opportunities to go out there and speaking with politicians about health t topics. So for the incoming medical students this year, uh, can you speak on what it means to be a student advocate and different ways that they can get involved? Mm -hmm. So I kind of started off um, this year with a presentation to the incoming uh, first-year students, the class of 2021. And in that presentation, I tried to <laughs> sell the idea of GAC to them by presenting the CAMEDS flower. And one of the uh, petals on that flower, I guess, is the uh, role of uh, the health advocate. Um, and, um, you know, at first, I think I took a very narrow understanding of what it means to be an advocate, like certainly in terms of something like the government affairs and advocacy committee. Mm -hmm. It makes it seem like, oh, you can only be an advocate if you speak with the government. And, you know, if you only do research that, um, you know, in your spare time on an issue of like, you know, that, that is very broad and expansive and relates to populations or what have you. Um, and, I, you know, as I moved on through the year, um, you know, doing our work, I realized, you know what, there actually are so many different ways students can be advocates. And the way we did it this year with GAC is only one example of the multitude of ways that students can get involved. Certainly with us, it, it was a very coordinated effort. We had to get many people on board. We had to do many things logistically. We had to like uh, re-schedule uh, and change things, you know, uh, in a very short period of time um, that required, you know, lots of communication and coordination. And, and so that took more of a team-based effort uh, to be advocates. And then, of course, we were communicating with governments, which is a whole um, other, you know, story in itself. So, so that's something that might be more challenging um, uh, to do, I guess, in a proper way uh, and might be more intimidating. But I would say for any student, um, don't feel you know, intimidated at all about uh, the possibility of being an advocate. All it takes even is just, you know, seeing patients in, in a clinic and, um, and recognizing that, hey, maybe um, this patient, uh, you know, like they, they have um, some sort of um, illness, let's say, that requires medications, which maybe they can't afford because they don't have the proper insurance for, for the medication or, you know, it's one of those new designer drugs that, uh, you know, you have to um, get special access to, but they don't, they just don't meet the criteria, Th those sorts of things where you can go out of your way as, you know, a student or as a practitioner and say, you know what, I think this, this is 
you know, unfair for this patient at the end of the day, that this is something that I need to go out of my way, talk to whoever the authorities are um, about getting this patient access to these things so that they can be better and that their health can be better. Um, and I think that's the ultimate kind of bottom line message for any sort of advocate. It's, it's that you put your patients first and that you do what you believe you need to do um, to help them uh, in their health journey. And so for us as a committee, we did what we needed to do uh, to improve health for future patients, hopefully with you know um, more uh, informed discussions on cannabis legalization and mental health. But for any students in a clinic, it's, it's seeing what opportunities um, are there to help my patients beyond just, you know, um, our, our medical interaction is, you know, physician and patient, um, but, uh, you know, things that would go into, um, you know, maybe it might go into policy, it might go into um, uh, things like access to, to farm pharmaceuticals like those are only examples of course but like there's many different ways to get involved as advocates even for example for marginalized um, underserved communities so those are those are other ways to get involved so I I, I would just encourage any student to explore uh, you never know what you might uh, find an interest in and uh, yeah like I mean the government I, I I'm uh, I kind of passed on the the baton but the government affairs and Evoxy committee is always there just always going to put a plug in so <laughs> yeah please do get it involved. Yeah, I really like your kind of wider definition of advocacy. I think that's uh, that's important for our listeners to hear that and kind of consider the different types of advocacy that they have opportunity for in their lives. Really, whoever you are, um, not not even just limited to to the medical student population, but anyone else is seeking out those opportunities and uh, seeing how we can make the processes that we can, we consider a given to be better. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today, Howie. I think both Lucy and I learned a lot about uh, uh, advocacy in general in the context of a med- as a medical student, as well as uh, what uh, the Government Affairs Advocacy Committee under uh, our wonderful Medical Student Association does. Um, so, yeah, um, really appreciate your sharing, and uh, I hope you had a good time with us as well. Thank you, I did, and thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much.